0: Hello and welcome back to another Red Jacks on podcast with me, Fraser.
1: Me, Charlie. And not Rikesh, because Rikesh is alive now. Not that much. But he's (laughs) working. Uh, With me, uh, Sohan.
0: And this week, uh, we're doing a little mini topic and we're calling it, have you guys watched? I think that's what I said it was going to be called.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Insert title here
0: insert title
1: here yeah what what do we watch what have we, what have, we
0: have you guys watched and we're just going to bring either a movie or a show uh that we may have watched before that we just want to talk about um whether it's good or bad <laughs> 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 um so should i start
1: yeah i want to ask something quickly sorry I, go I'll for it i'll get myself what was it on in school on the carpet when you was it like showtime
2: Show and tell. Show and tell.
1: And tell. Can we call it show and tell?
2: Yeah. I
0: think, yeah.
1: It was show and tell, right? You'd bring like a toy or a book or a game or whatever and be like, this is what I did. This is what I have in my life today. Yeah, maybe we should call it show and tell. <laughs> <laughs> yes!
0: Show a show and tell. Oh, you
2: popped <laughs> it. Show a show and tell. Nice. I
0: can't, I can't ever remember having anything to show or tell in school.
2: It was always something shit. Like I drew a picture of a goldfish. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
1: (laughs) wow, Charlie, well done!
0: (laughs) Right. So, have you guys watched in time?
1: Oh,
2: Justin Timberlake. Timberlake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I have. A while ago. ago. (laughs)
0: It's a little uh, little cult classic. Although it didn't apparently, it didn't get um, good reviews, but uh, I liked it. I liked what it did uh, with the concept. Mm. Yeah. So um, just a quick synopsis of what it's about. Um, so Justin Timberlake plays a plays a kid called Will Salas um, in a world where when you turn twenty five, you stay twenty five for the rest of your life, but uh you have a timer on your on your on the inside of your forearm that ticks down so when you turn 25 you get one year and then all of the world's currency is in uh hours and minutes can you can you guys hear this dog
2: yeah yeah (laughs) honestly always going off mate he's just passionate he's he's a really big fan of in time
0: Neighbours don't even have a dog. I don't know why they have
2: it. It's just the neighbour in the
1: garden going. Is he podcasting again, that little (laughs) (laughs) star? Something to podcast about.
0: Okay, there we go. My dog's here. He's he's nice and quiet.
2: Oh, Uh, he's a good boy.
0: Um, So, yeah, you are living in a world where uh, time is currency. Um and you basically you can live day to day, minute to minute, hour to hour. Um and it's about Will Sallas uh, and he comes across a guy called Henry Hamilton, who is from one of the more affluent districts where they have hundreds of years on their clocks. Um he's I think he said he lived for about eighty years or something like that, and he's had enough um no, it was 105 years, I think it was. Um, so he came down to the poor district where Will, where Will is from um, and was basically just buying drinks and looking to get rid of it all. Um, when these guys called the Minutemen show up, which are basically a gang who go mm-hmm. around sort of policing the money, uh, policing the time in their own way, uh, he saves him from them. And when they stay overnight in some kind of factory, he gives him all his time, so he ends up with Will ends up with like a hundred hours, uh, and the guy basically commits suicide. Um,
2: Is it a hundred hours or years?
0: A hundred years. So yeah, yeah, that's
2: right. yes.
0: yep. Um And so obviously, Will has all these plans. He he goes to his best friend, gives him ten years. Uh, he's obviously going to go. He he goes to meet his mum. His uh, that's a that's a weird dynamic. Can you imagine <laughs> living with your mum? She's still twenty five. Yeah, <laughs> and she's actually fifty.
1: Uh, uh, that was the like, one of the weirdest things yeah. ever. Like, brain couldn't compute like by the the, the, the laws of the film it was like yeah, it makes sense they look that way. But mm-hmm. they're like other son, but I'm like, You look like a couple? My brain couldn't it couldn't put her in a mother role. I just like, yeah. are they gonna fall in yeah. love? I'm like, yeah. she's fifty and and his mom, okay. This is there's, weird.
0: There's a later scene yeah. in the film as well where he's in the rich place and he meets this guy and he says, here's my grandmother, here's my wife and here's my daughter. And it's yeah. just all these really young women.
3: Yeah. It's
0: really strange. Um, but uh, yeah, fun fact that I, that I learned that um, the woman who plays his mother, which is Oliver Wilde, Olivia yeah. Wilde, um, she's actually three years younger than Justin Timberlake in that film.
2: Oh, wow, well, there you go, yeah. It makes sense though, I mean, that's <laughs> the, the dynamic of that of that universe Mm -hmm. did they actually explain how they get the time on their forearms
0: no they didn't it's Mm -hmm. just a thing at birth that they do somehow so the clock stays at zero or something or or i think it stays at one year while uh, while you're growing up and then once it hits 25 it kind of just ticks in and from the way it looks in the film it looks like it kind of like gives you a mini heart attack it's like a shudder
1: Yeah. yeah Because there's that scene where he's running towards his mum to catch her in time, when her timer goes off she just mm-hmm. immediately collapses, he catches her and it's like that you know, God forbid I don't really know it, but like that heart attack moment of like, there's just seconds or minutes and then she's gone
2: mm-hmm. it's- Yeah
1: I think it's Imagine
2: like- just having like an hour left on your clock and be like That boss I've really got to go I've got an hour until I die (laughs) Mm. I've got to get home (laughs) well
0: those those first few like scenes in the film are like really deep because they're they're showing how all the prices are going up as well Mm. so literally his his mum would have gotten the bus um and she had an hour and a half and she goes to put her hand under the thing and and the the bus driver goes two hours and she quickly pulls it back um and Can you imagine? Back- <laughs> thousand- oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Put yourself in debt. Is it like what do you, you, owe <laughs> a, you owe them? half an hour. Yeah. How does
2: that work?
0: Do they transport your your dead body
2: like... into another bus driver? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you owe
1: us half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> into the zombie now. They'd like, she's going to work overtime. <laughs> <laughs> overtime. <laughs> they didn't explore that concept actually. Overtime. <laughs> um. I don't remember watching the movie because looking at it now, it was 2011. And I watched that in the cinema and released. You watched it so in the cinema? It. Oh, wow. Yeah, I watched it in the cinema. I think I went and watched it with my uncle. Uh,
2: I watched it with someone. I thought it might have been you, Sohan, but if you watched it with your uncle, maybe. Uh, it. I've only watched it
1: once in the cinema. Yeah. I think the only thing I really remember, not one of the only scenes, but one of the things that kind of stood out to me was when he goes to the kind of rich side and he's inherited that 100 years. And he's kind of mingling with the rich people and just the concept of time in which obviously I know it's about time itself, but the whole reflection of economy, finance, how it makes you live and think of life. And he's yeah. kind of like almost running to places and he's like, oh no, wait, I don't have to run. Yeah. some a little bit like, oh, you're not really from around here. And I just thought it was a really nice, interesting reflection of sort of how we do kind of live our lives to a certain extent depending on your financial status you know or, or you know feeling like if i'm living paycheck to paycheck versus i know i've got the i've bought my house out i've got the next 10 years worth of money how would you perceive to move forward um but yeah i, I think the concept of this was way more interesting and practical than the film itself no offense yeah. to, it was a bit forgettable but i'm really glad you mentioned it, right
0: yeah I think a, a lot of the reviews said the same thing. It's more about kind of the first part of the film when they introduce things like that and the little mannerisms, like the people who have loads of time, they don't really check their wrist a lot yeah, and they don't run places and they don't drive fast um, and things like that. And then the rest of the film is pretty much, so once he meets the, the love interest, yeah, um, it's pretty much just them running around, doing stuff, trying to get time and stuff. Yeah. And run away from I can't remember who the guys who who are the actual police I can't remember what they're called.
2: Um, time, cups. Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> time time
1: cops. Probably yeah. Uh, time cops in Scott Pilgrim. The what one? The vegan police in Scott Pilgrim.
2: Oh
1: fucking <laughs> hell!
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's vegan powers?
2: I remember in time being like such a because like, there was a there was a book and I remember reading the book in school. Because I think, oh. oh, I watched the film and then read the book. And the book was, like, really, really good. And it proper put you in that world. And, like, it wasn't about the love story as much as it was about just surviving in that world. But the yeah. film was, I think, obviously because it was Justin Timberlake or maybe they rewrote it, like, to kind of angle it at younger people or something. But, yeah, I remember it kind of being, like, really good ideas, but it just didn't execute a good film.
1: Mm.
2: Out of my yeah. opinion a bit, of course.
1: yeah. I also think it was one of those first films where I'm like, as I kind of started, my brain was like, okay, I'm watching Justin Timberlake. You know, I l- love the artist, love his music and his talent, but my brain was trying to detach from Justin Timberlake. And it did to a certain extent. I did watch the film and I did believe him and his character. Um, I don't, I think I remember not really believing in the love story, or maybe the chemistry wasn't that great, or maybe Justin Timberlake's acting wasn't as sharp as I'd, I thought it would be. I remember that concept being quite a, a big deal at the time. Like, oh, this is a, a singer. Is he going to go into acting? Is it really gonna? Is the transition really going to be seamless? And to my knowledge, he hasn't really gone back to acting, right? Um, I
0: think he was in another film. Uh, but I don't know. I don't think he was like he didn't stick around in the acting. But I thought his performance was was all right. Yeah. Yeah. That film. Was, yeah,
2: he does a lot of voice acting, I think. Um, I
0: yeah. Think oh, yeah, he does, yeah.
2: Now, don't see, yeah, but you don't really see him much on TV, which is weird, or movies. Hmm. Remember a lot on Simpsons,
1: mm. <laughs> yeah.
2: The end sync <laughs> episode was great. <laughs> oh my
1: god, join the
2: Navy. <laughs> <laughs> so, join
0: the Navy. <laughs>
2: um. <laughs> Mr Simpsons.
0: Yeah he used to be cool. Um, But yeah I guess that's pretty much all I have to say on In Time. Um, Well it's it's interesting actually like the concept of it all because imagine if they did because in real life they are actually trying to decode you know what makes us age and things like that if they did crack it and people start living longer or indefinitely you know, do they then make actually make that a kind of currency? Because um,
2: oh. if people, yeah, if, if people wanted to capitalize on it, and the, the mm. powerful people of the world wanted to capitalize on immortality, that would definitely be the way to do it. I yeah, don't
1: be- know. I don't know. Maybe in buying time in terms of such a direct currency, but it would almost be like. I and mean, this is not the show I'm going to bring today, but it reminds me of like the Carbon, where I, you download your psyche, you have all. Ever- or even read the book uh mm-hmm. into like a piece of basically like a hard drive and you can be reborn into a clone of your own body or to any other body to it. and the and longevity of the body that you get uh, is only dependent on how much money you have and if you can't afford it you just die out and they might keep your hard drive or destroy it and if you're rich like some people you know they can be Murdered a 100 times or die of old age a 100 times, and they just get rebooted into a, a younger clone version of their body. I think it would be more like maybe not that sort of system of transferring your mind per se, but maybe just more not buying time. But if you can afford to live like this, 1% of people that we're now seeing that can wow, they twenty, 20, 30 years and they're still young. If you can afford it in one go, cool. If you can't, you're going to live a standard life and earn your money and just. Die like a normal human
2: being. That's how I would imagine it to be. Mm. It is a fun, okay. a really fun concept. I love. I do love the idea of it. Oh, so you, yeah. you
0: you imagine like the the medium of what it would be making you kind of immortal as the
2: yeah being tight the yeah, driving tight force there. really <laughs> tight. I mean? If you've got like a house, must be worth like like ten years or fifteen years or something. You'd be like okay what can I get that's like less than a year <laughs> you know I don't want to take off less than a year of my life you know and so yeah you just I mean I, that's definitely how most people would live and it just really tight on time to try and save up as much as possible I didn't kind of believe the whole idea of you know the mum only having an hour and a half of time left it's like you would not live that fucking close to the edge I get that it was kind of showing the uh you know like how how money can fluctuate and you know how um, times can get hard but I mean, if you've got an hour and a half left, you don't go to work. You just go, well, fuck <laughs> it. Like, I'm going to die in an hour and a half.
0: I think she gave like two days on, on a loan or something. She had a loan she was paying off. She paid off like two days or something. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the loan the, works the... <laughs> that
2: you end up paying more. So, <laughs> <you're content> anyway.
0: <laughs> the, the time setting for the film is apparently
2: 21.69. Amazing. Nice. Nice. <laughs> <That is. laughs>
1: yeah. I don't get it. all oh, right
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, Yeah. Um yeah. Cool stuff. Who wants to go
1: next? That was That's a nice... Go on, Sam. What you got? So so okay, for starting up, we've all brought two things, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the one of the things I brought, and by brought I mean the last minute Googled, because I remembered, and this was on the there's been a couple of films I've watched uh, of recently. But this one i really enjoyed, I'd love to watch with you guys or in future to watch, is Nicolas Cage's The Unbearable Weight of Massive <laughs> Talent. I really want to watch it.
0: Yeah, no, me really, too. I've yeah, it it's yet, on my list. It
1: is an awesome film. I'll be honest with you, I'd love to watch it with you guys. It's such a chill film. It's not so... Big and amazing, where it's like, if you don't, you're gonna really miss out. But at the same time, it's like a low-key film that I was like, it had it on my list. I thought, let me just watch it one day, found it, streamed it, and I was like, oh my god, this is hilarious. So <laughs> this is a film kind of a semi-like biopic slash parody of Nicolas Cage and his life. Um, and this kind of does, and weirdly like, enough, I actually listened to the Dugon episode about his life, and this does reflect. At one point, Nicolas Cage got into so much debt that he was doing, like, any film he could to pay off his debt, which he oh, now has. Like, yeah, he went for a couple of years. Uh, and this is kind of, like, as a parodying and reflecting that time of his life where he's like, the film kind of starts off with him talking to, like, uh, an agent or someone or a director, and he's like, ah, sorry, Cage, we're going to kind of go somewhere else. And Nicolas Cage's like, All right, this is it. 100% in or, or, or I'm out. Like, I'm, bro- I'm not going to afford anything. And the guy's about to like go to the car park and he just like Nicolas Cage just stops and it becomes full Nicolas Cage and just starts monologuing this shit and like giving his all like, to be like, Look how look how much I've got to give. And the guy's like, No, no, still not. And it's about him kind of trying to balance out his insecurity, his his finance, his debt, his ego. And with his family, where his wife, I think he's divorced in the film, and his daughter's like, listen, you're not really a dad. You're not really there. You're not really present. You're embarrassing me. You know, it's my birthday. You're, you're trying to play the piano and take all the attention. Like, just basically just get out of my life a little bit. And through all of this personal professional mess, he gets a message from, a, like, a billionaire tycoon. I can't remember where. Somewhere in South America. And it's basically Pedro Pascal. And Pedro Pascal is a massive Nicolas Cage fan. And It's about their dynamic and kind of Nicolas Cage being there, like, okay, I'm going to get the money, fuck it, fan, whatever. I'll just do what i got to do, show my face. And they become friends. But as he's about to kind of move towards this, uh, I think the FBI contacts Nicolas Cage. And it's basically like, listen, we think this guy is like in the cartel or in some sort of uh, mafia or something, you know, in dirty money. We're about to go in and, you know, you're going to be our informant. So as Nicolas Cage is trying to be like Nicolas Cage and trying to do all this thing, he's also trying to infiltrate this organization uh. too much. Because it's not really spoilery, this is the general synopsis. Um, but there's just one scene that breaks me every time. It's so fucking funny. It's basically they both trip on acid. I think they're driving acid or an E, and they're both driving in the car, and there's that meme of like Nicolas Cage like, his face is like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, so happy driving down. <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. this paranoid trip where they're just walking through like the city and nothing's nothing at all. The music's so dramatic. And because they're tripping, they're like, I think they're gonna follow him. <laughs> There's just some odd guys sitting on a bench, like, oh, God, look. he's looking at us, like, fucking following us don't look suspicious. Fucking run! Go, go, go! And they're like running through the city and fucking going mad. And there's a, <laughs> a jump over some wall and he's like. Like Pedro Pascal's got Nicolas Cage's hand; they're both tripping at this point, like heavy. And it's like, "Oh my god! Like I'm not gonna make it! Like don't <laughs> let me! Do it. like, I'm never gonna let you go, Pedro!" And like they get so hyped and emotional. it's like, "Oh, don't worry! I'll let you go, with Cage! I'll, I'll I'll fend them off!" It's so it's so. I think
0: hard. that's a, that's a scene in the trailer. <laughs> yeah,
1: and yeah. It's it's the build up. They're, Pedro Pascal and Nicolas <laughs> dynamic is electric, man. It's so funny
0: that's what it, makes me want to watch it to be honest that's the it, yeah
1: if, they, if their chemistry and their acting like skill wasn't on par um it wouldn't have been as good a, as a film because it's, it's about them two and it's about their lives kind of changing with each other and then basically becoming sort of friends and what it means with the, the cartel and this and the family the finance i won't go into it more than that but it's such a fun easy film to watch um and, yeah, that's what I wanted to bring to you today, man. I would love to watch it with you guys, but the unbearable weight of massive, massive talent.
2: Yeah, it's on my list, man. It was on Now TV, and then I it. A lot on my, I put it on my watch list, and then um, it got taken off. It's,
0: it's, it's on, Netflix. on
2: Netflix. Is it on Netflix now? Yeah, it's on Netflix that's now.
1: Okay, not- all right. I might actually watch that tonight, to be honest. Yeah, I think that's what it really popped into my mind. It's my list. Um, let me
0: just double check it. Bum, 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 bum. Pretty sure it is. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I saved it there uh, because I watched another Nicolas Cage film recently called Mum and Dad. It's a. Oh my god! Have yeah. you seen that on, on, yeah. on, on Netflix? Pop up. Terrible. It's um, yeah. <laughs> it's free jokes as well. Like it's just being Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's not one of his better films, but no. it, is a, it is a film. And it exists. Yeah. It exists.
0: <laughs> it exists. <laughs>
2: so, I, t- do not watch that film, mate. <laughs> Mum and dad. There's one scene and every person who watches it, it's hor- It's horrifying. It's when the the, the newborn comes out. Yeah. Oh, mate. Ugh, creeping out. It's <laughs> horrible. Thank you is for it?
1: putting <laughs>
2: i don't even know if we could say it on a podcast but it's kind of grim
1: <laughs> yeah the
2: unbearable weight
1: the unbearable weight i mean I, I don't know what more i can say about it. If the fact that it's on netflix and i know it's on amazon prime go watch it don't waste any time it's how such long an- is it it is my friend one hour and 45 uh,
3: that's like
2: 15 minutes too long that's what I was going to say
3: yeah. oh, but it's the perfect I got an
0: hour and a half in me and that's it <laughs> well I've only got uh, about an hour just, look at his it,
1: forearm <laughs> oh shit I'm dead guys I've got one more podcast in me and that's all I got left <laughs>
0: oh yeah these podcasts are killing me man <laughs>
1: podcast with currency oh shit <laughs> um, I did recently watch Renfield as well kind of going off the the uh, Nicolas Cage tangent and
2: no, I mean the film oh was yeah a, yeah the, the film oh the vampire a, one with um what's his name in it from
1: uh, Beast from the Netflix. British guy his name is Nicolas Holt 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 um yeah. it's, it's a fairly good film I think there's too much kind of happening within it but just you know the whole like community is Nicolas Cage a genius or just terrible as an actor <laughs> and I'm, I'm leaving the fact that I think he's a genius like Honestly, watching him in Renfield, his it's like he was born to play fucking Dracula, and it is he does it so well. Forget say what you want about the film, but his role and him and Nicholas Holt's dynamic is awesome because it's it's obviously Nicholas Holt like being basically the Igor, the Dracula, and wanting to kind of break away from this sort of hold he has over him. But it's rather than necessarily just being about good and evil, it's more about like it goes into like the Narcissistic, abusive relationship between two people. If you take away the supernatural stuff, but even like like Nicolas Cage and all his dr- dramatic flair, it, was, it looks like a very classic uh, Dracula sort of vibe, um, and just basically makes him feel bad continuously. Like you know, you're you're the issue in this relationship. You're the problem, and that's why nicholas Hope just keeps going back to him. It's a very narcissistic relationship. But
0: hmm.
1: yeah, I know this is not the film I brought, but Nicolas Cage uh, for the sake of our and community, I think he's a genius. <laughs> I, really
0: I think like he's him. Nicolas Cage.
2: Yeah, yeah. Some days I think he's a genius, and other days I think he's absolutely lost the plot. But <laughs> that's what makes him him. We love him.
1: Not the oh, bees. God. Not the bees. Oh. Oh, right. this is the of Nicolas Cage. You were saying that no matter what all he did, however big or small, he always gave one hundred and ten percent, and. I, firstly I believed that of all of him continuously but secondly I um, he said that apparently what the bees mean and thing, uh that at the time the director and him kind of was in on the joke which I don't really believe I think he mm. was just like 100% caged um, but, I yeah. don't know he might have been being silly
2: and then they actually ended up using that take like you actually yeah, you don't know he like, could have like, done five been, ten. he could have been goofing about on set but then once it makes it in the film and it's premiere it's like oh fuck, I was goofing around on that take. Was that like, mm-hmm. <laughs> are they serious? You know, maybe they did that. You don't know. But I actually listened to a whole podcast on um, Nicolas Cage. Do go on.
1: That's what, on. I, that's what I said. That's the one I listened to. Oh,
2: sorry, mate. I, I must have missed you. But yeah.
1: It's <laughs> a podcast. Yeah, I would understand if you're not listening. <laughs> <laughs> I remember there was um, a film, right? I've just Googled it now, Come came out in 2007. Um, and I'm going to end it here. But it was yeah, like... It was entering two. <laughs> Know, the this Cage. is a third one. in a row. Fraser <laughs> <laughs> done <dumb> one. You <laughs> done <and I'm> three. <laughs> this is are okay.
2: all over uh, again, Sir
1: Had. So, yeah, I know, I know. I've had too many. I've had too many slices. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I'm still gonna take it. Uh, have you guys watched the film Next? Next. 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 It's just called Next.
2: Nicholas Cage, yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to fucking love that film.
1: Yes, I don't think I have you know yeah. it's such a now. It's, it's a good. 2007 film. It's so under the radar. It was, mm. I was well, disciples, you'd buy like copy DVDs and I bought a bunch. And I was like, what's next? Uh, it's not like Push. It's, it's the next thing after Push. Just, what oh, is Push? What is Push? What, I should have brought that film. That's so what I should have done. So, <laughs> so is,
0: <laughs> Next is what's next after Push?
1: Yeah, he pushes himself to get Next. To go um, Next.
2: Don't know what pushes. So Next that's, yeah, that's the, uh, the one where you can see like, in, uh, like 30 seconds or so into the future. Isn't it? Mm.
1: Such, again, such a good concept. Uh, he doesn't go full Cage in it. but uh, I think it was around that era where Cage was like, I'll just take almost any film and see what's a hit. Mm. It is crazy. The plot's always so, uh, sick. Uh, I, I was really it, like,
2: oh, wow. I did not I, see that
1: kind of, like, coming. I'm not going to go any more deeper than that. Uh, I'll, I'll save it for the, my next story. So, Charlie, what did you bring today? Oh, thank you, Sirhan, for passing the
2: baton, finally. I was fucking sitting on my IMDb page for about half an hour. <laughs> I'd locked his phone like five times. Yeah, like, I oh, fucking know, like, just sitting there, swiping up and down.
1: Was... <laughs> when this thing was happening, I really want to talk about it. Show I was
2: going to talk about next. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I actually watched a film the other night, me and Jay watched a film uh, called The Mitchells vs. The Machines. Have you guys seen it?
0: Oh uh, yeah, that's an animated. Yeah, it's <laughs>
2: like um, it's got a bit of like a Spider Verse kind of animation to it. Like it's kind of like co- um, comic mixed with with uh, CG, or like oh, just shit. um, three D animation. But it's a really fucking good watch. Like I, I've watched it twice since I watched it the other day. So I thought I would tell you guys about it. I mean, I was hoping one of you might have seen it, but
0: I've seen, I've seen like the end scene. I've caught like my my mum and my sister watching it.
2: Oh, okay. I'll be honest. The comedy in it had me actually laughing out loud. I was on my own when I watched it the first time, and then I watched it again with Jade because I was like, "No, we've got to watch it together." But I was literally laughing out loud. It was. It's just got so many funny names in it, like you know Danny McBride, um, who's in like "This Is the End." Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in it. The girl who voices Bean from Disenchantment. Mm-hmm. she's the main girl you've got maya rudolph who does um uh, bridesmaids and uh big mouth like just all these big comedy actors olivia coleman's in it as the as the bad one and yeah it, mate, it was just genuinely just a really 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 good romp i enjoyed it so much um oh. yeah it's, it's a good it's fun a good ride it. yeah it doesn't it was, take um... itself too seriously it's about this machine uprising um, and it literally starts off at like a big phone convention. And the guy literally says like, don't worry, they're not going to take over the world. We have a fail safe. And then it instantly goes wrong and they can't do the failsafe, And it's like, Oh no, no, no. But it's the phone that he's talking to before he goes on stage. He's like developed this AI to the point where it's like they have four conversations and they've got a bit of a relationship But because he's made this new tech, he goes out on stage and he's like, you can get you can throw all that stuff in the past, and he like da- like dashes the old phone, and she's mm-hmm. like, "You dick!" And so she hacks everything and just fucks everything up.
3: Mm-hmm. But it's just
2: really simple. It's really fun, um, and the the whole world are watching this Mitchell family as they take on all these AI robots and stuff. It's 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 a good it's a good laugh.
1: It's good. How do the how does the world watch them through like the cameras around? Um, so
2: the way that the ropes so to get around like killing. The robots have captured every human on the planet, and they put them in this little in little boxes, and like stacked all these little boxes onto basically like a massive spaceship that's just going to go into space forever and just never just <laughs> let them all die there. Good plan. It, they've all got Wi-Fi, so like they're all they're, they're entertained while they're in there. So they're all sat in their little pods, like like watching shit on YouTube and stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe <laughs> and then, it's the yeah. uh, it's the prequel to Wally.
2: Oh my god! It genuinely could have been a little bit. Mad. it's not a disney but yeah no it's it's very similar vibes but at the same time it's like super slapstick and it goes silly so hard sometimes but it had me rolling i mean without a big spoiler the mum who's maya rudolph um you guys you know her right she's so fucking funny She um she just goes full anime at one point, like because this one robot, and like they're like these big tank robots that come out and like you're like, oh shit, like how are they gonna get around that? And one of them takes her son and like captures him and she just goes mental, she just becomes like (laughs) she becomes this crazy anime killer. And in the end, all the robots are like, run, she's coming. (laughs) (laughs) She just comes in like not
0: survive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen that scene. Oh, it's so that's really well animated as well. Actually. Yeah, it
2: really is. It's, it's definitely got that Spider Verse uh, mm-hmm. kind of vibe to it. But yeah, re- really, really good fun. That's that's my one. First one. What is it on, by the way? Where did you watch it on? Uh, Netflix. It is on Netflix,
0: isn't
1: it? Cool. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, you know I'm, I'm to watch it. I'm going to watch that properly
0: because I'm pretty sure I've watched that first scene that you were talking about. At the the conference, but mm. I don't know anything that happens in between that oh, <laughs> and, yeah. the, and the fighting scene
2: at the end. It, it's it's um yeah, trust me, chuck it on, you'll enjoy it. it. It it had me laughing so much. It's just so silly, but we love silly. Yeah,
1: we're all about silly. All about silly. <laughs> like, yeah, is a very fine line. Like, there is that silliness where it's not too silly, but like, okay, this is just stupid. Thing. And there's silly where it's like you know, is there's a cleverness you know how silly to be and the joke to make or the point to make. So like mm-hmm. I have a lot of respect when a film gets silly just right, especially when it's like a children's one that can serve adult. It's almost like a, like I always said. I think the best balance I ever saw was like something like Shrek, the first Shrek, perfect balance mm-hmm. of kids and perfect balance of silly and satire.
0: Yeah, it's like a bar, isn't there?
1: Yeah, a bar.
2: yeah, it definitely doesn't hit uh Adult humor as much as Shrek. Shrek was super. <laughs> How it they didn't got really away with that? It, it was. Like, it <laughs> gave, gave it to you all. It was like you know, kids won't understand it, but adults definitely will, and they'll be sitting there like, oh, "You can't say that." <laughs> <laughs> crazy, Shrek would
0: be crazy times. But um, yeah, I guess at this point, it would be a good opportunity to take a break. We're going to have an ad, ad break. break this one, so yeah, we will ad break, and we'll be right back. Go-
1: Oh, we're not going to be back. I want to go, to Mich- I want to go watch uh, Mitchell's first machine copy. Oh
0: yeah, let's, let's each watch a film and then come back.
1: Let's yeah. each watch each other's film and then we'll come back. Okay. Alright, so see you guys in about an hour and a half. Wait.
0: Okay. Hey everyone, we're just taking a moment here to let you know some more details about the podcast and the direction we're going. We wanted to let you know that we now have a Gmail account. And we would love to hear from you, connect to you, and get to know you all just a little bit better. So if you have any questions or comments that you might have, please don't hesitate and get in contact with us
1: at rjopoddy at gmail.com. That's rjopoddy at gmail.com.
2: That's right, Rikesh. Another way to get closer to the poddy is our amazing but highly under-advertised Instagram page, where you can find a collection of our funny and silly ads with visuals for your entertainment, as well as updates on the poddy through our Instagram story, and where naturally you can also message us there as well. Find us at Red Podcast on Instagram,
3: and we hope you enjoy. Lastly, we are having plans of developing the podcast, extending outside of our hobbies and getting closer to our own individual passions. For me, being a trained therapist, my passion as well as profession is to help people, connect to people and share any tools and techniques that may be helpful to yourselves. And so, to bring the podcast and therapy world that little bit closer, I'm planning on creating an additional Agony Uncle-style podcast to the Red Jackson family, where you can send us any mild to moderate issues and challenges you or someone you know may need any advice or guidance on where myself, as well as the boys, and any special guests can help and advise you and delve deeper into the therapy world. So please message us on rjopoddy at gmail.com as mentioned above, and let's begin. If, however, you find yourself or someone you know in need of more specific, dedicated, one-to-one long-term help, then please contact me directly at serhanavcetherapy at gmail.com. That is S-E-R-H-A-N for November, therapy at gmail.com or find me on the counselling director under Sohan Avsi as mentioned. I hope to help, I hope to guide and I hope to empower you all. Please find all the relevant details in the description below.
0: I hope you enjoyed and possibly found a new way to get involved and for all of us to connect further. And now we've taken enough of your time back to this amazing episode of Red Jackson.
1: Welcome back. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Welcome back. Oh, I really enjoyed that film. That was a really good film and advert.
1: Yeah, I really enjoyed that very uh, uh, good film about machines and time. And, <laughs> and
2: Dracula. And Dracula was Nicolas there. Nicolas Cage was great.
1: was Stellar like, performance from Nicolas <laughs> Cage. <laughs> he was continuously going, it's the machines. And I'm like, down, oh, <laughs> bro. Calm
2: down, bro. <laughs> 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 oh shit! I don't see it. <laughs> right, right. So what's, your, what's your next one?
0: So my next film, um, I'm pretty sure that you guys have seen it because I think I made you guys sit down and watch it at your house. I think it was Chaz. So, um, have you guys watched Code Eight?
2: Oh my god! Yeah, that was Spielberg, right? Spielberg's one was that the right one? Code
0: uh no, I think you're thinking of District 8. Oh
1: uh, District 9.
0: District 9.
2: No, that's not <laughs> still <comes> after. <laughs> that's a 8 <sad> <laughs> um,
1: <laughs>
2: code... yeah, I think we did watch Code 8 together. Yeah, we did, but man, do I not remember any of it.
0: So Code 8 came out in 2019. Uh it's stars Robbie Amel and Stephen Amel. It's about um it's about a society where four percent of the population have superhuman powers but most of them live under the the poverty line and it's the whole world's like policed by like drones and robots and stuff um and it's about one guy uh what did they say his name was
1: they're gonna do a heist
0: yeah they did they it's a heist film (laughs) basically
1: Yeah, no it's coming back to it's really it's one of those films that really my brain just went nah don't worry about it i let it go but as you're talking
0: he's 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 basically he lives in poverty with his mum um he goes out to find work every day uh he he works on like so like you can't work on a site and use your powers if it's not regulated and stuff like that uh and then one day he gets sort of picked up by this group to to do a heist because he's got like electric powers uh and then it kind of spirals from there he gets into sort of the the underground um and they pull bigger and bigger heists i believe until one day like they the drone police get involved uh and then he ends up bringing down one of the drones because he's like he ends up being super powerful
2: yeah 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 i remember the drone i remember him taking on the drone
1: yeah, yeah. i really so-
2: struggling to remember anything else about this film though like i i think i might have passed out or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it was too cool. much for me. It was too much
1: excitement. <laughs> I think that yeah. kind of sets up about our participation. It's no <laughs> offence. It was a forgettable film. It was. It was. Yeah.
0: It's. It's one of those. Another one where, like, you know, stuff is happening, but like, you don't really get invested. I guess. But yeah. the world itself and the whole concept of it all is is really interesting. Still. um because you know you've got these these people that have superpowers, but again they're being subjugated and it's like quite grounded, um, and it's more character driven. Um but yeah, it's 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 pretty cool in that sense. Mm. You don't think... really see a lot of like the drone police about like the whole thing about it being called code eight is that when a person uses their powers uh and it's like to harm someone or to commit a crime then that's a code eight and then they just take them out
2: But think take them out yeah yeah
1: yeah
2: um it's a cool idea it is a cool idea and i i remember like not hating it but i've just forgotten <laughs> it i've just got older <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. yeah it did come out a while ago but i did see when i when i searched on netflix it was they've got a code eight two coming out or part huh? two
1: that's what I was, I was Googling it. It was like whispers of it. Like,
0: mm-hmm. like it's literally on on Netflix. Like, not yeah, to I, watch, but it's on, there. it's on
1: there. Right. So, Code 8 is a standard film, but Code 8 Part 2 is looking to be a Netflix made film. It's yeah. got the logo on the top of it. I can see it Probably
2: not it? the same cast and stuff I'm getting.
1: I guess well, it might be. It might be because the cast. The cast that they have, like I've seen them in other films, but they just, it's one of those actors where they just quite haven't found that role to really break out or establish themselves. But like they're yeah. recognizable, but not like, that's the guy, that's that role, that's that person.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I else think that
1: probably Melbin him. Like, yeah, I he,
2: think he's yeah, very been, very been in, a in a few things. things. Face. Mm-hmm. The Witcher. Flash. Yeah, he has been in some big films. Series of Unfortunate Events is where I know I'm from. Yeah, no, it There's been loads of shit. Yeah. I might put that back on the watch list, mate. So I'll, I obviously need to re-watch it.
0: Yeah, have a little, have a little watch. Nice uh, short superhero flick. It's pretty cool. Lots of different superpowers on display. Ones that are easy to film
1: in anime. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say it was 2019 released? hmm
0: Yeah. Uh, there was an initial, like, a, a short... That you can find on youtube is like 10 minutes long which is which was like the concept of it that came out i think about four years before that um and it was it, it really like sort of shortened down shortened down the story so it has the whole thing of uh you got Robbie Amell and his his family in poverty he goes out to find work uh with his friend yeah with his mate um they have a problem with the foreman and then the drones called in and the, the police stop them and they go to arrest Robbie. Uh but then his friend pulls the policeman off and then the drones drop the robots and they he gets shot. And then from that he explodes his electricity and brings down the drone. So basically the main film expands on that and sort of has him go out and does bigger crimes instead.
1: Oh. So it's kind of like the, the the short is more like setting up the world and the premise of the story. It doesn't mm-hmm. go any more like poverty, work, drone, powers. Thing. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah, it's it's respite. I like the fact that you brought in some random two films that I've completely forgotten about. But my brain's almost like, yeah, oh mm-hmm. yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> I <remember>. yeah. <laughs> it's they're, they're called cool. they're like gritty films. You know, they're like grounded. I think that's why why I like
1: them. It was mm-hmm. it was that season and that time, and I'm, they're still doing it now. Where like the odd superhero movies would come out under the radar without mm-hmm. being your Marvel, and be like, let's just test the waters because people are kind of interested in this right now. You know, sort of like Hunger Games inspired loads of book adaptations, and uh, you had something like I don't know another random one like Hancock for example, another like yeah, inspired sort of film and is testing mm-hmm. the waters. Um, oh, Hancock would be a good one. But I'm not going to
0: Chronicle. <laughs> Chronicle,
1: that's Chronicle was dope. Yeah, uh, It was dark. I remember me and Rick sat down. We've already watched it. I think as a group, and me and Rick went and sat down to watch it at mine. And Edham was with us, and I was like, what, "What should we watch?" I was like, "Let's watch this superhero film." And we sat and watched it, and we forgot how dark and serious it is. And afterwards, Edham was like, oh, "I'm mm-hmm. expecting this." And I was like, "I'm sorry, man. It wasn't your little like Marvel, Disney, DC vibe. It was very like."
0: It, like, it goes into mental health before, like, yeah. mental health was a thing.
1: Yeah. And 100%. Mm. He was messed up. Like, uh, like, Michael B. Jordan's in it, like, before he was in the world. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. No, I, I watched that film three times at the cinema. I was I was obsessed.
0: <laughs> I think like, I, I've literally got it on Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. It's I don't good, know where it comes from.
2: The moments in Chronicle where they're, like, moving shit and, like, they mm-hmm. learn to fly, and, like, the way it's shot it's just isn't the whole fan really kind of it's shot really, yeah. yeah yeah it looks so real and it looks like actual teenagers who have just got this ability like it's so real it's fun
0: apart from at the that at the end they kind of throw it away don't they like the whole everything being shot for a camera there's a couple of scenes where it's just literally a cameraman <laughs> i'm pretty sure I'm filming
2: no i think because the um are you talking about right at the end with when everything yeah gone? they've got a lot of like uh, helicopters flying over and stuff. And all of a sudden it's like super HD. Like it's like mm. an actual film quality and it does throw you out a little bit, but it's like, Oh, I guess it's the helicopter footage, but it, yeah, it's like cinematic. It's weird. <laughs> it throws you out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And footage, but you see a proper cameraman from Hollywood standing there. looking. yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
2: this would make a great film. Yeah. It's just his side job. You know, when he's not shooting a Hollywood movie, he's in a helicopter doing police chases. Do you
0: know, do you know what is the, the probably the scene I think that got us all when we watched it. It was, you know, when they're driving and the guy's flashing the lights behind yeah. them and he just goes, he just <sighs> wipes them off. Yeah. I think
1: I, I think all of us were just like, oh shit. Yeah. That film so deep. Oh. hours. It was one of those moments of like, you know, when sometimes we'd all do it where you're like, you you know, especially me and Charlie used so to do it we sit there at and look at our glass and not even drink for about five minutes. because our hands would be there and we're like, I can do this, I can do this, and then it would be like okay what if one day I do see a car and I'm like eh, woof with my hands and it's like doff, crashes yeah. out oh my god I'm kidding that for like a whole <laughs>
2: term I'm sure yeah but. <laughs> I still try and move things in my, with my mind now
1: fully <laughs> totally, totally committed time in Definitely. my life I in my bed and I'm like no no, no. the next five minutes I'm dedicated I'm gonna tap in if there was any potential power and I'm gonna wait I'm gonna wait this shit out <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh shit! Right, do you
2: want to go again,
1: Sahan? Yeah. What What
2: other three films do you have
1: this time? <laughs> but actually, what I have is <clears throat> that's why I wanted to do show and tell is because I was I was really thinking about shows and there are a couple of shows I'm watching but nothing too I want to mention. I'm actually gone back into reading at the and oh books, fucking books.
2: yeah <laughs> I love. It's going to be a therapy book as well.
1: Like, yeah, have you guys have you guys read (laughs) Doctor (laughs) Spickles? It's a therapy book. I read enough of those in my own time, but uh, no. So this is a book. So this is now my favorite author, like hands down. His name is Carlos Ruiz Zafon. He is a Spanish author, which unfortunately has now passed away. Um, But his books, and I have to give credit where credit due, written in Spanish. And his books have been translated into English by Lucia or Lucia Graves or Graves. I'm not really sure if he's sure the pronunciation. And he's written four books. And what I like is, uh, in this particular uh, collection of books, it's called The Cemetery Forgotten Books. So they're all set in the same universe. They're all set in Barcelona, just at different times. So they're anything from the 20s, 30s, 40s, up to like the 70s and 80s. Usually around the sort of very similar characters or like the main characters may pop up in the next book, so they're a universe, but they're about different stories. They're all mystery books, uh, really fucking well written. I've only read three out of the four, but the one I want to concentrate on is one called The Angels' Game. It's because this book came out around two thousand and eight, and let's say I read it a couple of years after that. So it's been over ten years ago. I read this book, loved it, and you guys know like anything, any. Game, film, book, movie, show that you've watched so many years ago and you think I loved it. And then sometimes you watch it, it or sticks. listen. And then it, it can, you can look back and you're like, ah, eh, you know, that song was good for me at that age, or it's actually really bad. And I just didn't understand my standard yet. And I reread that book, I refound it, and I was like, This is still my favorite book. I still love it. the language, the story, and not even realizing that it was part of like a quadrilogy. But this particular book is about um an author is about sort of a writer that he sort of, not a failed writer, but he's not kind of finding any, any like real success. And he finds out that he's got a tumor um, from the doctors. I think this, this particular part of the book is set in the 20s and 30s. And he's basically contemplating his life and he finds this author, this random author finds him throughout his life. And he's like, look, I want to hire you as an author. He's like, all right, cool. Because I'm gonna pay you this much money. I'm gonna pay you a fortune's worth. And it's like, all right, fuck it, whatever. Like I'm writing already shitty books for these people that are taking my money, taking part in me. I'll write it for you. And you never kind of understand who or what this character is, but he's a bit supernatural. He could be the devil. He could be a demon. He could be an angel. But there's something supernatural about him. And throughout the book, he basically has this vision or this dream where he goes underwater, and this thing takes the tumor away from him. Um. And what this guy wants him to write, he goes, I want you to write me a book. I want you to create a new religion for me. I want people to have... Just a a small ask. Mm. A small ask, but it's really fascinating about when he goes and breaks down other religions and what makes a religion a religion, what makes it a story, what makes it people... Basically, what are people willing to die for? Because at this stage he had a tumor, he was going to die. Like fuck it, if you're telling me you're going to create wars out of this and create a, a cult and a and a, a religion and a following, then I'll do it. And as he, the, the tumor sort of mysteriously goes away, um, his consciousness starts to kind of kick in. And even the house that he's currently living in was owned by a previous author that may have been uh, connected to this particular demonic thing. Mm. Uh, it's about consciousness kicking in, and it's about him basically trying to like. Destroyed this manuscript, but also being haunted by this guy. Uh, the love of his life has gone with his like best friend. They can't be together. He's got this other friend who's really like she kind of falls in love with him, but she's too young to be with him. He sets her up with someone else, and you go for all this thing. And basically, at the end of the book, he's basically just kind of str- he's kind of moved away to an island, and he's kind of let she left his whole life in Barcelona. Um, his love of his life has died. And the, this demonic guy who hasn't aged today finds him again is like, well, I'm going to give you your final blessing and your final curse because you you, know, you kind of screwed me over by not giving me the manuscript, but I like you as a person. And this sounds like a strange twist, but he basically gives him back the love of his life, but as a child, so it's like, you're going to raise her, but you're going to die before her. So you're going to kind of, he's going to kind of see is. It sounds really strange.
0: Yeah, you
2: cur- that's deep. <laughs> he just cursed him. That's a curse. That's not a blessing at all.
1: No, it's not a blessing. <laughs> but he basically brings her back to life. Mm. But the, the twist of the book is not that that book is not enough of a twist. When I read the other book and you start to read about like his best friend and her point of view, the twist is basically she starts to write about him. And as a reader, I'm like, now I don't know what to believe. Is... One half of the book is basically telling you that, no, what he was saying was right. There was this sort of supernatural intervention and everything that he saw was real. And he was the only one that knew what was happening. But his best friend was like, no, he was having a mental breakdown. Like this was a hallucination. This was all in his Mm. head about this mysterious person, but you never see him. You never meet him. And I think he needs to go to like a psychotic hospital. I think he's losing his mental health. So it's like, are you reading about someone having this mental breakdown with this tumor and all of this, or is there really something that did happen exactly as you read it? And that was just supernatural and crazy. Bruv It is amazing. It is my Mm. favorite favorite book. I am on the third book now and I'm reading, and it's, it's nice because it's one of these four books that you can read them in any order. There's no specific order, but you can read them. They're just connected. They're all connected. So it's like now when I'm reading the book, this book is set. After one of the stories I've read, but before another, so, as I'm reading this book, I'm like, oh this this for this particular character, someone brand new now. It's like, oh, this person's going to be your best friend. This person's going to be your wife. This person's going to become evil in.
0: The next Do book. they all have um mm. supernatural
1: no, no and that's aspects the, to them? No, that's the thing. That's the only book so far that's had an inclination of supernaturalism. All the rest are much more grounded. Mm. There's a mysticism in it to a certain extent, and they're all based upon basically there's the cemetery for God. <sighs> is this underground cavern underneath the and every book, they always say, we don't know how long it's been there, but it's all about forgotten books, that people take forgotten books. and It's meant to be this maze of books that people like, like book owners, shop owners, uh, like massive readers, like people passionate about books themselves that go. And especially, especially in Barcelona, it was based on a lot of real-life politics. I don't fully understand a lot of wars a lot of political changes where people were burning books as they do in mm. war. and it's about all these books called being hidden away in the cemetery of books. and this is sort of the underlying connection between all of the story and the characters are like this person's like this best friend or this person's this excuse this word like this bastard son like he doesn't know that this was his dad so it's all of these this web that finally connects all of them. But when you read each book, they're so finely focused on each character that you kind of, you don't need to forget, but you don't need to focus on every other character. But it's so, it's one of the only, few book like, collections I've read and I'm like Googling, like, who is this character? Oh, this is the mom of this person. So that means this, in this book, this, she's still a young girl. But she hasn't met this guy. So this hasn't happened yet. And you really have to like puzzle it together. It oh, doesn't wow. overexist. Mm-hmm
0: spans like generations and stuff
1: it sounds it's fun years, mate. It, it's, it's hands down my favorite book is the angels game and it's my favorite collection and i'm halfway through now one called the the shadow of the wind which is quite highly acclaimed um and it's, it's those books that i can read it for ages mm. you yeah. don't read it mate you
2: sold the story the story is actually solid like it's something i've never really heard of before i like the idea of the first one with writing the religion and there being like this weird thingy around it yeah no that sounds really fun actually to be fair when you started saying about books i was ready to switch off and uh, you kept me you kept me listening so fair play you <laughs> know up.
0: when when warner brothers picks it up i'll watch it
2: yeah yeah oh no not when warner brothers picks it up anyone else please <laughs> please warner brothers please
1: brother. it'll be warner brothers it's <laughs> just ruin it filming these uh it's kind of saddening for me because the guy, the, uh, the author, died quite young in his 50s from cancer. So I'm like, his full potential was never really met. And I know the books, but he is definitely my favorite author. And even the translator, the language I love words, bro. I'm always googling words. I've got my own little dictionary on my phone of words that I just love. And I'm like, so you know, when someone explains something to you and they use big words, but not for the sake of sounding smart or using big words, it's like, mm-hmm. no, but perfectly describes this thing that in the you're perfect
0: on. context
1: in the perfect context so it's not like over doing it it's like no it's just perfectly balanced in its language and presentation it, it's accessible but smart enough where i'm like oh that's a fucking banging way of, of explaining that um and he I, i'll end it on this the author put one sentiment in, in all of his books which is Whoever writes a book and then reads those books, especially if you have a, a, like a, a recycled book a, book, a second-hand book, he inhabits a little bit of the soul of the orphan, every person that reads it. So you're carrying on that part of themselves that they put within the book. Absolutely. This right. is, I was thinking about the books in the book, and I'm reading a book about it, and I'm like, oh, mm. shit. Yeah. Just, this is really deep, especially knowing he's not alive anymore. I'm like, I really am carrying on this sentiment.
2: That's, that's actually really cool.
1: That's really really cool. Yeah, so if you're in the mood to read, um, <laughs> yeah, I would. I would. Well, what, his what books. His books
0: are also on Audible. On Audible, so you
1: oh, can listen good. to them as well. Good. Go for it. Go for it. if you can. you yeah, go for. It. I think to listen to would be awesome as long as you've got someone uh, entertaining enough to read them to you. Hmm. No oh, fair play. So how
2: many? How many books was
1: there in that collection? Three. Collection four. In this collection, four. there's four. Yeah, I've. Only- read uh two and a half out of the four. I'm half. So you, you've
2: brought seven things to the to the table today then.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry.
2: Yeah,
0: <You laughs> one you, you only had two jobs, sir and you made it in <laughs> I
2: was like, let's make this a nice short like one hour podcast, two little subjects each, you know, little blase. No
1: Sirhan brings seven. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: it's the Dahan show. <laughs> it's just,
1: it's just uh, I, I know you guys would appreciate it. Uh, no, nah, yeah, it honestly sure. sounds really good. You, you hooked me. You
0: hooked me. Well, that's all we have time for. <laughs> Thanks. For... <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: <laughs> I go like, go "I've got, I'm on such a time limit." Um, I'm just gonna. Have you guys seen Cars?
1: Yeah. Oh yes. Here we go. Loved yeah.
2: Okay. So <laughs> I like cars. I, I've, I've always enjoyed cars, and I finally committed to watch Cars too yeah I was like, okay there's a two and a three let's watch let's watch cars two <coughs> sorry so we put on cars two and i have no idea what pixar was doing because it's the worst fucking thing i've ever seen in my life right shit <laughs> like all the characters are there but bearing in mind you're kind of there for lightning mcqueen like he is the dorothy of that what universe you're following him He's barely in it. It's all about Mater being some kind of super spy. This is literally me just shitting on Cars 2 because I then watched Cars 3, reluctantly. I was like, what's the fucking point? Cars 3 is really fucking good. It's really, really, really good. And it's about uh, Lightning uh, McQueen's retirement years, which then instantly was like, well, that's so fucking annoying because I wish we had a better film for two to see Lightning McQueen doing really well and like enjoying his career. You know what I mean? It, it kind of done a Toy Story 1 and 3, but if Toy Story 2 was just about Rex, you know what I mean? It was yeah. so fucking... It, it definitely was off. a forgettable one, yeah. It, it's ruined the whole trilogy. Mm-hmm. But 1 and 3 are amazing.
1: It, it, it kind of... I, I remember watching this. I don't know if I watched it at home at the cinema, but <clears throat> Cars 2 felt like almost like a Christmas special that you get on Disney sometimes. Yeah. Like, it's fillery, but if it's, like, a little half an hour short, it's, it's justified, but you don't need to make a whole film about it. Because, yeah, it really was, for the flow of the story, of the trilogy, it was really off key.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: yeah. It was all about Mater. And it,
2: yeah, it was very strange. Whenever it cut back to Lightning McQueen, I, was, I actually, like, was into it a little bit. And then it goes straight back to Mater, and it's like, ah, oh, don't fucking care. <laughs> I think that's why they basically cut him out of the whole of the third film it's just like a phone call basically but
0: it's so him better. in the second film
2: yeah it's such a shame but yeah that's my that's my piece i just wanted to get out of my chest more than anything pixar come on
0: <laughs> <Keep> <laughs> well, it definitely scored worst out of the three oh, uh we're looking at 40 percent on rotten tomatoes uh whereas cars one got 74 and cars three got
2: 69 nice okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, cars Three is good. Have you seen Cars Three? Yeah.
0: I don't know. I don't think so. It's Sorry. the one
2: where like new tech cars come in, and like he can't he can't keep up anymore. So he like goes to this super training thing, and it's a good watch, mate. Like, it's a really good watch. I was doing it on my Pixar binge, and uh, yeah, it was good.
1: Didn't they uh, do? Don't
2: think I have. You know, airplane one as well. Uh, yeah, they have. Was planes an official
1: Pixar release, or was it like a short?
0: it's official i think i'm pretty sure it's in cinemas
1: it says yeah look at it now it's disney planes literally the oh, same set, like, just in planes." why come on what <laughs> bring it to the next hotel watch that next yeah
0: well they they both they've got planes and they've got planes fire and rescue and um, both of those came out in between cars two and three
2: Wow. And they're both like official religion.
0: Yeah. They're both that. bombed. Yeah. Well, fantastic. planes, planes bombed.
1: I <laughs> have of the planes is like 5.7, which is better than cars too, but it's 25% of Rotten Tomatoes. So. Mm.
2: <laughs> mm. The thing is, in cars, there are planes like and helicopters and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So why would you need to have a whole thing called planes? It's like no, we we already invested in the cars. It's like doing toys between Toy Story two and three, having a film that come out called Tools, and it's just tools <laughs> talking to each other. We've we seen it. It's okay. I want, to, I want to see Woody and Buzz, not fucking. <laughs> I don't know. Fucking it's Mulder.
0: true. Do you know I... what was good? The um the Cars PS two game. Yeah, yeah. pretty Ooh. good. Yeah, based no. on the first film. Oh. No. Um, P- I yeah, it was on PS2. To... Yeah,
2: on PS2. Mm-hmm. Hmm.
0: Yeah, it was pretty, pretty good for a uh, driving game, racing game, and uh pretty faithful to the moving as well.
2: Sweet. So if you like
0: the
1: McQueen, you just instantly win. Hold on.
3: this game came out in two, <laughs> and they came
1: out PS2, Wii, GameCube, and PSP. Mm-hmm. What the hell? I know they made PS2 games for a long time, but in 2006 in my mind does not compute with. PS2. That would be like PS3, right? 2006. Maybe they were. Yeah. Um, no, I think it was still PS2 back then, right? No, so PS3 released November 2006. So that was the last, one of the last, one of the
0: last, yeah. And yeah. they probably were still supporting PS2 for maybe at least another year after that yeah. or something.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, they did. They did.
0: Yeah. But yeah, no, it's a pretty solid game. I would say.
1: Stretch. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. I like that. That was fun. I think I like this new segment or, or this new uh, thing. I like the show and tell. Every once in a while, we should all just bring a little something something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And it's always a surprise.
0: I do have a a, a final question. <laughs> can you Can you guys make Either some kind of link or some kind of theme between the um, between what you brought to the table today.
1: We brought ourselves.
0: Yeah.
2: Animation. Oh, just for ourselves, yeah.
0: You you, you only watch animated stuff. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah. Far off the truth. That makes sense.
1: Um, I am willing to take risks because a book is commitment, and a page is also a commitment gamble on both ends i'm like I'm, I'm being the most open-minded i could be genius or terrible and i took a gamble both and they- <laughs> i
0: think my one is basically don't you don't mess with awesome. a mother's boy because you don't know what they're <laughs> gonna do <laughs> both the films i picked start off pretty much the same it's like a guy who lives with his mum. And then something happens to his mum, so he goes on a rampage.
1: goes yeah, bad, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> In a sort of uter- utopian thing with this guy with electric powers and a watch on his arm. <laughs> they
0: confused him together. <laughs>
1: Code <laughs> time. VR news or ad break for this particular Don't mess with the mum as boy. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Mum's boy
0: returns. <laughs> Part two.
1: <laughs> yeah
0: cool nice one guys you guys know that was it? that was fun
1: yeah it was good we've had because i don't want to say it but maybe because yeah it's been so smooth There's been no issues <laughs> say that again
2: yeah i mean we you have been quite quiet for a long oh
1: sorry sorry i'm just saying like don't you find that this has been one of the most smoothest like podcasts that we've <laughs> I wonder what the reason is.
2: Mm. Mm. We, got, we got, let's not do any promotions for the my software.
0: most <laughs> most enjoyable podcast so far.
1: Mm. <laughs> mm. This is the format. Oh,
2: I, do you know what I thought it was because of the different software we're using? But I get what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a good friend. I, I didn't go to Rick straight
1: away. Wow, no, I met Rickesh straight away. <laughs> Soon as we get Ricky's here next week on Skype, it's going, Hey guys, I. You... You... Oh, Damn it, Rick Rick and... He's just got a button that controls your Wi Fi in
0: the house. <laughs> <laughs> he oh, just God, goes, So what's that? Off, on,
1: off. <laughs> you, 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 I'm you. Oh, Okay. But
0: it's yeah, nice, no, nice one, guys. Um, yeah, yeah, thank you, listeners, uh, for joining us again on another episode of Red Jackson. Uh, oh. I've been Fraser.
2: I have been Charlie. Uh, I have not been Rikesh,
1: but I have been Sirhan. I can. You I, I endeavoured I to try. Could be. I could be Rikesh. I don't want to be. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. But thanks for listening. See you on the next one. Let us know what you've watched in the comments.
1: Oh, Yeah. yeah. I like that idea. Do know. it. Do it. it. If there's anything
0: we should review, review. yeah.
1: As yeah. well, message us. Uh, message us how much more you enjoyed an episode without Rikesh. <laughs> and if, if more positive than negative we'll just chuck him out for you guys you know this is this is payment the only message uh, we we'll nick. get is from Rip. <laughs> <laughs>
0: cage if you want to join us on the show just let us know
2: yeah big shout out to big nick uh come down join us good pals old big pals big nick <laughs> big, big big
1: cage nick. you know oh big nick yeah, good
0: old KG. <laughs> the big scene. That's just rickish,
1: man. <laughs> I, I, it sounds like the name. They're like, Brad Jackson! Oh! Oh,
2: my God. I'm going
1: to try and AI
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> cheap, man. All right. Cheers. See you next one. See you next one. See you next one.